Meditations on the Litany of the Sacred Heart by Rev. Anthony Wolfe Heart of Jesus, Abyss of All Virtues Part 4 How a Soul Arrives at True Detachment from Self The first thing to consider is the way we arrive at such a great love for self and as a result becomes so weak and helpless in the great work of sanctification. We beginners are weak, and we commit some fault. Then, instead of being ashamed of ourselves for it, and seeking to make it good, we hunt for excuses, just as Adam did, putting the blame on someone else or upon nervousness. That mode of acting puts us a step lower, and also a degree weaker. All goes smoothly for a while, then all of a sudden we stumble again. The same old excuses arise, and new ones are added, and the thought is soon dismissed from our mind as being no fault of ours. It was just human frailty. That unkind word just naturally slipped over our tongue just because we were provoked, and so on. This process soon makes us so encased in our self-love that it becomes hard to make a good act of contrition even for great faults. We think that as long as we did, it, did not commit a public crime, we are fairly good Christians. This is called spiritual tepidity, or indifference, or lukewarmness. It is a detestable thing in God's sight. And God said that robbers and harlots are going to enter heaven before such self-righteous people. Now how should we have acted in order to have arrived at great detachment of self and great love of God? Let us go back to the beginning. When we fall into a fault, we should not look for excuses. Condemn yourself and you will be saved, says sacred scripture. Be ashamed of yourself. Look into the years and years of heavenly graces which God has given you, all the treasures received in the sacraments, as well as all the actual graces. Then say to yourself, you lazy good-for-nothing, after God has been so good to you, you turn around and commit such sins. You ungrateful thing, now get busy and try to repair that sin by extra virtue. And when you get through scolding yourself, go forth and begin with renewed determination to make good your past fault. That raises you a great step higher and strengthens your will immensely. Now when you fall the second time, you do the same scolding only a little more severely. 
you lay on a bodily penance, small, of course, as an extra goad to drive this sinful flesh on the road to perfection. You begin gradually to hate yourself and to see what a beastly thing you are in God's sight and how kind and forgiving He is to you, although you do not deserve anything but hell. You begin to have an ever-increasing shame for yourself that you even wonder why the earth does not open up and swallow you. Then when you see how kind and gentle Jesus is after each fall, your heart cannot help loving him immensely. Then you begin to think of a new way out of your difficulty. Since you are not able to drive your old sinful self up the road to perfection, you go to Jesus and see whether he is willing to take charge of the whole affair. To your great surprise, you find this offering exceedingly pleasing to Jesus, and he gives you the kiss of peace. Love for Jesus is henceforth the motive and driving force of all you do. Life becomes sweet because it is not only for Jesus, but is from now on in Jesus and with Jesus. Heaven on earth begins. The more you hate yourself, according to St. Augustine's prayer, the more divine love pours into your heart, and oh, what a sweet thing divine love is. Divine love is cheerful, childlike, brave, patient, faithful, prudent, humble, not soft, not light, not intent on vain things, but is sober, chaste, steady, subject to superiors, vile and contemptible in its own eyes, devout towards God, always hoping in Him for everything. There is nothing sweeter than love, nothing more powerful, nothing higher, nothing happier, nothing better in heaven or on earth. The lover flies, runs, and rejoices, is always free and not held down by anything. He gives all for all and has all in all. He does not feel a burden, does not count hard work, does not complain of impossibility because he considers all things possible. The noble love of Jesus drives a man on to great deeds and stirs him up to strive for greater things. Love is born of God and cannot rest until it rests in God. To God be infinite praise and thanks for giving such a great treasure to man. Heart of Jesus, burning with love for us, inflame our hearts with love for Thee.